Hello and welcome to the Hot Food Hot Podcast. My name is Tyler Burrish and I'm here to talk about food culture, travel, and ways to save money while navigating through these memorable experiences. Along the way, I'll share stories of times I've had success or, heaven forbid, failures and what to watch out for and I hope you enjoy. With this being my first video, I don't really know where this is going to end up. But I know you have to take that first step. If you want to end up somewhere, you have to get started. I estimate that over time I will get better, and hopefully you will see that. So let's get into it. I wanted to tell you about a dish I cooked today, the events surrounding it, as well as a tip at the end. Today is, happens to be Saturday, and I slept in a little bit, and I watched a movie, and then I went down to the gym, uh, lifted weights for probably about 10 minutes, and then I hit the elliptical, for about 20 minutes, uh, enough to you know feel the burn, get the endorphins flowing. Uh, then I went for a walk outside. I got some sun, you know, got dry up the sweat a little bit, uh, and I came back in. Uh, took a shower, um, knew I wanted to cook something, started looking around. Whenever you work out, your body becomes ravenous thereafter. Your body's trying to fulfill those calories that you've just burned. And I knew that I needed to fill my body with something nutritional. Um, otherwise, <laughs> it, you know, a person can crave the wrong foods. You know, I might have like a like a guilty pleasure. Uh, like I don't need Uber Eats showing up at my door dropping off Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I decided to make uh, sweet potato chili. I absolutely adore sweet potato chili. What I especially like is the contrast between spicy and sweet all together in one dish. I take onions, chilies, black beans, diced tomatoes, tomato sauce, chili powder, cumin. Uh, with sweet potatoes, I actually roast those first and dice them after. I happen to like that a little bit better. Uh, you know that they're all the way done, um, as well as the texture is, uh, hmm, more consistent. If you boil them, it will cook from the outside in. Uh, if you roast them, then you know they're cooked through when you, at the time you add them into your soup. And the aroma when you cook something like that. Because it is that spicy and sweet at the same time, it just comes through the house a little different and it's really, really pleasant. And so I had my chili, I enjoyed it, and I didn't have Uber Eats show up with anything bad for me. And I wanted to share a tip to go along with this. When you're cooking something like a chili, you also need it to cool off quickly. By design, chili is a thick consistency and stock pots happen to be a shape that uh, would take a long time if you put it in the refrigerator for the refrigerator to pull the heat out of that chili and get it from uh, the hot temperature zone where it's safe through the temperature danger zone where it has the potential to build bacteria into that next cold temperature zone, which is safe again, which is the temperature of your refrigerator and especially your freezer. So in this case, what I did is I took a mini loaf pan um, and I'll put a link in the description of what I'm talking about. You may be able to picture it's a cookie sheet with different sections for mini bread loaves. I like to make breakfast breads in, in those and they're, they're especially nice and I like to keep them in the freezer. Well, in this case, I took the chili and I poured individual servings into my mini loaf pan and I put that in the freezer. The benefits to doing that way are the cold air can be touching more surface area of the chili through the pan, of course, um, but it will cool down those individual sections faster and then they will become uh, chili ice cubes. They'll become 
pucks of chili. So I'll uh, take them out after and I'll put them in a baggie and then I'll keep them around for, you know, a fast lunch. When it comes to lunch, it's all about nutrition for me. I usually am not going for like a big sandwich or anything heavy. I'm usually going for something small, compact, uh, not a lot of volume, not a large portion size, um, but especially nutritious. A nutritious lunch has the potential to give you that pop of energy, and I'm always looking for that with my lunches. So the way this will work is next week, I'll grab one of the frozen chili pucks out of the freezer bag and I'll put it in a saute pan with the lid on it. I'll turn the heat all the way to low so it'll have just the smallest flame possible and I'll set a timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. What I expect is there will be simmering chili there waiting for me and I'll probably pop it with some hot sauce. And that's it. Fast and easy lunch, nutritious, all killer and no filler. For me, chili and soups, the art of soup making is really special. Early in my culinary career, I worked at a fine dining restaurant in the town that I grew up in. And uh, my first job there was a line cook and then later I was promoted to a lead cook. Um, I probably got a quarter or maybe 50 cents raise, but um, you know, they went out and made me a set of keys. So now all of a sudden I'm a key holder for this restaurant. Part of my responsibilities now were like being a saucier. I don't think we quite called it a saucier. I think we just said it was like working the morning shift. But there was only two of us that ever did that, um, the chef and then myself. Um, so we would make uh, like the soups and the sauces and uh, prepare all of the, um, the mise en place, the ingredients. So then when the cooks came in later to execute lunch and dinner service, um, all of their food was prepared. And then we'd stick around to, you know, work the grill and um, as well as expedite uh, food through the window out to the tables at the restaurant. I must have been 18 years old at this time, and I'm making soups at the nicest restaurant in town. Uh, and after a couple of weeks, I actually started getting some compliments. So the chef of the restaurant and the owner started having confidence in me, and I began looking around for inspiration of different items that I could incorporate into soups um, so that I could make a new soup to introduce to our cycle. That's the thing about restaurants like this, is you have to have a predictable menu. The audience, the clientele that we were catering to are the type of people that I go to this restaurant every Thursday for lunch and I sit in the same table and I always order this. Um, so we knew that. And uh, you know, you really don't wanna break consistency on those types of things. You may, heaven forbid, lose a customer um, if you literally uh, if you discontinued a sandwich off of your menu. So an example of uh, cyclical soup menu, what we had been doing, we ran two soups a day, one set soup and one alternate soup, but we had like soup rules for the situation. <laughs> like we wouldn't run chicken noodle soup and turkey and rice soup. You wouldn't do those two soups. From the diner's perspective, those are two poultry soups. They might as well be the same soup. Um, they just don't uh, coexist very well together on a menu if those are your only two soup options. So what we would do is have something like a chicken noodle soup uh, paired up with a cream soup or a uh, beef barley soup 
pair it up with a vegetable soup and that way guests could really pick uh, they had more of a, a dynamic decision when it came to which soups that they wanted to choose to go along with their food. Could you imagine if they came in and they wanted to get a chicken sandwich with a light soup and they had two poultry soups to choose from? You, you probably wouldn't order the soup. You'd order a salad or uh, you'd go without. You might order that soup. You'd probably, what if you dipped the sandwich in the soup? And one of my first wins, guys, was loaded baked potato soup. It was not a soup that we had on the menu, but it was a soup where we already had all the ingredients. On our menu, we had the option to take a baked potato and add things like onion, green pepper, cheddar cheese, sour cream, uh, you know, I forget what all the things were, but it was like that, right? An upcharge of like a dollar or what, maybe it was a two dollars, uh, whatever it was at that time. And so the way I approached it, uh, I just mentioned it to the chef. I said, hey, I think I have an idea for a new soup for us. Uh, loaded baked potato, what do you think? Uh, he said it was a good idea. He liked the idea and he uh, helped me pitch it to the owner of the restaurant. Uh, you gotta you gotta remember guys these types of restaurants were not something where the menus changed very frequently to get a new menu item set into a cycle menu uh, happened you know once every three years or something like that it just wasn't something that happened very often in this area you can go back to my hometown today and still find the same menu items that were on there from 10 and 20 and 30 years ago. I made it, I let them taste it, uh, you know, throughout my process of making it. It got rave reviews. I was getting compliments, first try, thanks God. And that was about my first culinary creation that made me fall in love with food. I particularly liked that I solved a certain puzzle that I had been working on. Um, I knew that I wanted to introduce a new soup. I thought that could be a feather in my cap. Um, it, I succeeded at that, uh, and maybe that's what I liked most of all, is that I won. It was a situation that I had won. So that's it guys, just wanted to share that with you. Let me know in the comments below what type of tips and tricks you have with making chili, making soup, what type of soups that you like, um, what type of hot sauce that you like. I'm always <laughs> looking for new hot sauces, I think I have four or five in the fridge right now. If you thought this was cool, hit like, hit subscribe, and until next time, life is a journey and we journey together.